Now this one is a special dedicator to the bicycle man, the man. Especially to a man, seven man gang. Easy Papa and the van. Lovely names of the Michael. Lovely the bicycle man, not the bicycle man, burn them in the minute. Bicycle man, not the bicycle man, come again. No, no bicycle man. Welcome to Bike Life Radio, where we talk to people about their bikes and lives, and we play bike music. I'm Kai Flaskon of the Trekkie Meadows Bicycle Alliance, bikewasho.org. Today's show is all about e-bikes, and we have a lot to talk about and a lot of people to talk to, including people who ride an electric tandem and uh, the owners of Pedego Bicycles, and a show about e-bikes wouldn't be complete without a critic, right? So we have one of those too. But first, the news. Jackson Hole, Wyoming is considering speed limits of 15 miles per hour on the town's bicycle paths. But not everybody likes the idea. Concerns include sign pollution, uh, signs that say 15 miles per hour for bikes, uh, and also wondering if it's wise to use police to set up bicycle speed traps. Simon Cowell of America's Got Talent, uh, that star, right? Uh, He's fallen off his electric bike again, uh, again, and he broke his arm this time. Two years ago, he fell off his electric bike, and he broke his back. Apparently, he's doing just fine, though, uh, but he hasn't learned his lesson. CMS Wire magazine is calling for new technologies to be governed by what is called bicycle thinking design. Yes, efficient, minimizing waste, reducing energy use, enhancing human potential, improving human and planetary health, to name a few. Yes, Bicycle Thinking Design. Hundreds of Nigerians came out for a bicycle carnival in the country's river state. The event started two years ago to combat some of uh, the most polluted air in Africa. The problem isn't cars, though. It's illegal oil refineries to serve those cars. The idea is that by using bikes, there'll be less demand for the illegal oil. But they need more bike lanes, and the community king says bikes aren't perceived as an acceptable form of transportation. Does that sound familiar? Electric bike sales in the United States are outpacing electric car sales and plug-in hybrid car sales combined. That's according to the uh, Light Electric Vehicle Association. In 2021, 790,000 electric bikes were imported to the United States. In the same period, Americans purchased only 463,000 electric and hybrid cars, according to Bloomberg. This is not a new trend. In Europe, e-bike sales have outpaced electric cars for years, and now e-bikes are on pace to outsell all cars annually. You're listening to Bike Life Radio. Today's show is all about e-bikes. But first, let's listen to some music. If you haven't seen the video for this next song, you should. It's people dressed up uh, super rad in a massive bike group taking over the streets at night. The lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars is with them, and he's singing along as he's riding his bike. And at one point, you're going to hear a crash sound. That's a cyclist getting hit by a car. He's fine, but as you listen, imagine people riding uh, through the streets at night and completely occupying the streets, similar to Scally Cat in Reno. Here's Kings and Queens, 30 Seconds to Mars.
The sound of a fight Father has spoken was Kings and Queens by 30 Seconds to Mars. Now, for our first interview about e-bikes, uh, they're everywhere, right? They're, they're not hard to find at all. As usual, I just stopped a stranger on the street and start talking to him about their bike. Here's Darla. And you're out here in the cold, uh, in the tri- it's not that cold. <laughs> it's not. 
<laughs> well, it's January. It. Yeah, That's right. right here. You have some gloves on yeah. and everything. I got yeah. the little beanie under my hat. Uh huh. So you feel yeah. pretty warm. I do. I'm comfortable. Uh, do you feel extra warm, like overly warm? No, I feel perfect. I figured it out after many rides. Uh huh. How many? I don't know. I've been doing this about a year. So. Oh. Did you start doing it when you got the e-bike? No, I started out with what they call the acoustic bike, uh-huh. and um, the hills were killing me. So the acoustic bike has no assist. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It's all manual powered. And so the uh, and this has the little battery. It's so. a really pretty bike. It it's is bl- it's blue the old cruiser. You know, it's the Electra Townie cruiser, and they started doing an e-bike. You know, it's got the upright posture and the flat foot technology. So for old ladies like me, it's really comfortable and stable. But uh, yeah, the hills were killing me. So I went with an e-bike and they have multiple layers, levels of assist. And I just do the basic level. So it gets me through all the Reno hills. So I can go where I want to go. How often do you ride? Uh, In the summer, I ride daily. In the winter, I don't go out if it's snowy or icy, but clear days like this, I go out. Uh And what do you think of it? Of the bike? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wherever I go in my life, this bike is going with me. I really? Love it. I love it. Yeah. Wow. All yeah. right. Well, that's wonderful. Has anything ever happened on your e-bike that was surprising when you first got it? Um, you know. No. Like, you know, I was uh, worried about that, and uh, you were worried that something well, unexpected I was might like happen. It was in charge instead you, of me. You know, and you were it's worried all, that the bike was in charge. Yeah, like I thought, like a motor would be going, but it's just pedal assist. So when I stopped, the bike stops, <laughs> which is what I wanted. <laughs> so. Nobody wants their bike to be in charge. No, you know, I yeah. guess I was thinking like a scooter or something that was going, but no, it's just pedal assist. So now the only thing that surprised me is how great it makes the hills. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Excellent. Anything else that you want to say about uh, the e-bike? Um, you know, there's a lot of snobbery out there. My husband is one of them that somehow if you're riding an e-bike, you're not really riding the bike. And um, I think they're really missing out because you can go farther, you can go longer, you can go faster. It's just, you know, yeah, you good? Um, the, uh, you know, I think I was on that same kind of path uh, yeah. and then my dad bought one yeah. and he couldn't ride it. So I, I let yeah. my daughter ride it and then I started riding it. <laughs> like, and <yeah. laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, It's, it's like just a, that little boost, you know, it's 20 years ago and you're still going, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Yeah. No, I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Right. So have you, have you ridden like uh, really super far on it? Or? Um, like 20 miles, you know. My husband and I went up to um, Palisades, not Squaw, and rode all the way down to Sunnyside. And man, I was passing him on the hills. It was great. <laughs> I'm like, so what did he right. say? <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he couldn't say because he was puffing. <laughs> you couldn't talk. But it was revenge. You know, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I love my bike. So it's awesome. All right. Well, thanks for stopping and sure. taking the time. You bet. Have fun. Okay. You too. Bye. That's Darla talking about her e-bike and how much she loves it. Before we get to more e-bike interviews, let's take a break and listen to some more bike music. The Smiths. This charming man opens the song with a lyric about a man on a bike.
That was the Smiths, This Charming Man. So we're talking about e-bikes on this episode of Bike Life Radio. We headed over to Pedego Bicycles. When we got there, a couple was outside buying a tandem electric bike. Imagine that, this eight-foot-long tandem electric bike. I didn't even know they made those. Here's Cliff and Miyong, the buyers of that tandem bike. Okay, and you have been both riding together for a long time or what? About two years, two, yeah, three, actually three years is when we yeah, did yeah, it the yeah. first time. Tandem. Yeah, uh-huh. on on a tandem. Yeah, on a on tandem. tandem. Uh, is that is that hard to ride together? Oh no, I love it. You do? Why? Yes. First of all, I mean, I build a trust. I have, I'm I'm sitting behind him, and then I totally trust him, so, and then so just he moves, I moves, you know, like a, it's it's a, it's a building a bond together. That's oh, what that's I like. wonderful. Yes, yes. Some people, it doesn't work for them. That's what they say, Widowmaker. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, yes. They call it a Widowmaker. That's what they say. But if you survive through the tandem, you're, you're going to be forever. Uh, oh, and, oh, wow. Yes. And see, she grew up in Korea and has never ridden a bicycle. She doesn't know how to ride a bicycle. Oh. So a tandem works perfect for her. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take her... I mean, I think she's 35, 40 years old, so, and stick her on a bicycle and say, go, go have go. fun. Yeah, and because there's so many dangers that she doesn't realize that are there. And I, and I laser cut the pavement looking for trouble. Uh-huh. I don't want to go down. No wonder she period. trusts you. <laughs> well, it, it 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 scares me at the you same time. To, you but have in, to trust in, your partner. Yeah, yeah you definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so this is not just a tandem. This is an electric tandem. Because now we are in a certain um, hill, like a really really high hill. Tandem is very hard. We can we're pushing so hard, but we cannot do it anymore. But with the electric assist, we can go all the way up. Uh-huh. And we Excellent. can go more places. So what was that conversation like when you guys were on your tandem before and you're having difficulty going up? And uh, was it a hard conversation to have or, or like uh, the, with yourself even? The sentences were very short. <laughs> really? <laughs> and Like, well, tell and, me one. What was one of the sentences? And I'm only going to be able to go about a quarter more mile. <laughs> and, and we're done. <laughs> we're going back down. Uh-huh. So, and, and she's like, no, we can go. Uh, no, we can't. <laughs> yeah, we try. We try. I push more harder, but he said, no, I'm done. I cannot go anymore. So we talk Yeah, when, mm. when your heart rate spikes, you, you got to stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. You wouldn't want to have a heart attack. That would be a setback for yeah. the day. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You'd, it's not a, it doesn't, it might have a battery and, and help you a lot, but there's no ambulance on it. <laughs> it's ambulance True. colored. Right? Yeah, yeah, that is a beautiful bike right there. Very, very pretty. So you bought this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I have to we, go get my truck, get truck and my checkbook. Why don't you just ride it? <laughs> just, that's not what it's we, for. It's we may not come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing Pat went back inside, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. <clears throat> did you shop around a bunch looking for we a tandem didn't. or what? We didn't, huh? We didn't. I looked into making our present tandem an electric bike. Ah, and a but version. Yes, but there's too many bad reports on what those motors are and everything. So, and knowing about the Pedego, I, I trusted it. So, uh-huh. and uh, they answered the questions right. 
So are you going to do some modifications to it, like put clip-on pedals or something? Or I may put clip-on pedals because I, I, I just, I'm very used to them. And, and then they will definitely keep her feet on the pedal. Yeah, uh-huh. we won't, yeah we, that's a big we problem. We won't speed off, spin off. So. Yeah, because when one of you is pedaling and the other one's not, then your hand can, or your foot, not your hand, uh, can come off of the pedal really easily for the person in the back. Did you were you surprised to hear that they had a tandem uh, electric bike? Well, no, we were here a couple of years ago, and I rented a fat bike to go riding with my son, who's much faster than me, and uh, and I saw they had a tandem, so I said let's go look at it. So, what was it like riding it the first time? Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it, and there's some some certain things I'll do if we try to heal, and if. I don't have to do anything. Just go, whoop. It's like, hey, it's like a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I keep on hearing that. It's just like a motorcycle. Yeah. Um, and, and so you like the speed? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Like really, really fast. Do you tell your husband to go faster sometimes? Yes, sometimes I do that. Yeah. <laughs> faster, 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 faster. And so now you can do it. And sometimes I tell her, we're not going faster. <laughs> this is too tight right here. <laughs> you got to back off. <laughs> so, but I have the brakes. So, ah, excellent. All right. Well, uh, um, best of luck to you on the uh, on, on the tandem. And uh, thanks for, for chatting with me. Thank you. I'm glad okay. I came now. All right. Okay. Bye. We'll be back. Yeah, right. it was perfect time. Okay. All right, Cliff, I'm going to go do this. We just ruined everything for you. Okay, that's all right. That was Cliff and Myung buying their first electric tandem bike. When we come back, we're going to chat with the owners of Pedago Bicycles, but first, some more bike music. The number of famous people who have written songs involving bikes is amazing. Here's Shakira and Carlos Vives. They've written a song called La Bicicleta. Get this, it has almost 1.5 billion, yes, billion with a B, billion views. Here's Shakira and Carlos Vives with La Bicicleta. Okay. 
clavo En una bici que me lleva a todos lados Un vallenato desesperado Una cartica que yo guardo donde te escribí Este sueño y que te quiero tanto Shakira and Carlos Vives with La Bicicleta. Our next interview is with the owners of Pedago Bicycles, Pat Hogan and Diane Wozniak. And are you two uh, like uh, married or what? We are domestic yeah. partners, Mary. Oh, domestic partners. <laughs> Partner domestically. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. I'm We've been together glad we way cleared too that long. Up. A long, long time. All right, excellent. And so when uh, Pat said that he wanted to open a bike shop, uh, what did you say? I said, I've only been retired for two months. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so did you, were you bored or what? No, where I had been selling copiers for Nevada office machines, I'd been there 19 years and seven months. And it was time to go. How is a bike like a copier? Uh, they're fun. What? Copiers are fun? Well, some copiers are fun. They you can, agree? It depends on what I'm... I, copy stuff and well, i like the stuff I copy. As, and it's fun. as a well scanning is fun yeah, right. printing taking a picture of somebody and then instantly sending it from your phone right there and printing it out that's fun all right, you know, all right saving people time and effort because we sold business to business so i would find people and they would have the detailed list well i do this and this and this and this oh we can eliminate three of those yeah. they love that hand copying things takes a long time do you ever find yourself looking at the copier and going like, oh, I wish I was doing that again instead of the bikes? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Never. No, no. No, this is way more fun. We get to find people that, like the Littles, they are experienced electric bikers. They've reached that certain age where... Electric motors, not such a bad idea. Uh-huh. They're experienced uh, regular bikers. Regular right. bikers, yeah. yeah. But yeah. analog bikes. No, but tandem. But tandem. Uh-huh. Tandem. They ride. It's hard to find somebody who wants a tandem. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Because you've yeah. got to have somebody willing to sit in the back. So you had this sitting here for how long? <laughs> well, let's see. We opened on April 4th, 2019. And I haul that out just about every day since then. Uh-huh. And it's since what? what since year? April 4th, 2019. Wow. Since the day That's we opened. Uh-huh. All right. So hopefully this is the last time you have to pull it out here. Huh? It is the last time. <laughs> did you give them a, a really smoking deal? Because you're like, I'm tired of carrying this we out. Did. We did. We did. Look at it. It's huge. It's, it's eight feet long. Wow. That yeah. is really long. It's long. Huh. Um, so uh, in terms of electric bikes, um, where would you say we're going? Uh, these days things are looking good you know we've had challenges we've had the the pandemic which yeah brought us a little bit of business from people who couldn't go to we had some that couldn't go to peru or they couldn't go to hawaii or they couldn't go to disneyland so we picked up some incremental sales there um, what do you mean they couldn't go? Oh, they were they planning travel. to go they there. They were planning and, so and they couldn't go, so they instead got a big going, refund. Instead of going to Disneyland, they are like, I'm going to buy an electric bike. Ah, I see. They got a big refund, uh, like a tax refund or something? No, they got their money back from their deposit for oh. their... Because if you go to Disneyland, it's eight grand. Huh. But what would you say is the next step for electric bikes? Uh, I think things are still looking up. It's a, it's a, we're on the growth curve. And Pedigo has introduced some new, cool-looking models, and they've got some, some stuff that really doesn't fit with our product lineup or our demographic. Like what? Let's go look at it. I want to uh, see. I don't have them yet. Oh. <laughs> well, how do you know? Well, because we just had our national dealer meeting in December, and they showed us uh-huh. some of them. And they have, they have catchy elemental names like uh, Project Boron, Project Carbon, Project Beryllium, and that's how they develop them internally. And, uh, and then they asked us 
all the dealers to assign names to some of these bikes. And they haven't sat down and figured out. So did you try and call one the Reno or something? Or? No, no, no. There's We have a cargo bike. I like the Conestoga because uh-huh. it's sort of like a Conestoga wagon. You can put three kids on the back and, and tow them around. And, uh-huh. and then we have a new trike coming out. And we've got a, it's like a Super 73. It's like a Moto Cruiser. Those are coming out. Huh. We're supposed to have them all in 2022. Uh-huh. And so you were saying they're, they're, they might not fit your demographic as much. Yeah, right? our, our current demographic is generally over 50. You know, a lot of retired people, a lot of people who haven't ridden a bike for 20 years. Yeah. And then they want, they, you know, they have grandkids or they have kids and they want to ride with them. And they're a little older and the electric motors really help. Huh. And so it, does that mean that the, I guess the parent company is um, thinking that, that that's the direction that it's going? Is a younger and younger demographic all the time? Or younger what? and younger people are buying. Yeah, just expanding our horizons. You know, if you're not growing, you're probably dying. Yeah. So they're just trying to grow it. We have our Element, which is a 20-inch fat tire bike. And we've sold them to 19, 20-year-olds and 73-year-old women. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 12-year-olds, sixth graders riding to school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's great. Parents like it. They get to ride with their kids. We had one couple who came in and bought an element for their elementary school kid because they were riding up a hill with their electric bikes thinking their younger one could keep up, and she was really struggling because they were going up some steep hills. Everybody struggles going up hills. So they came and bought her a nice element, and they've been having a ball. Huh. All right. Well, um, do you have one story that kind of sticks out in your mind of uh, somebody, a customer coming in that, you know, told you... um, a story that that kind of sticks out i know that everybody's got their own kind of well we we have one gentleman who lives up the hill off of manzanita and he came in two years ago he was weighing about 280 pounds and he talked his wife into letting him get an electric bike and then we would see him just about every day he put 4600 miles on it in his first year and then bought a second one a year later, so that when his sons come to visit, he's got a bike for one of them to ride. Huh. And, uh, and you know, we had the smoke and the pandemic, and there's all sorts of little reasons to not ride. But he's still, in the summertime, he'll do, do 220, 250 miles a week, mm-hmm. you know. But not only that, he also did really nice things with his health, and he doesn't have to take high blood pressure medication anymore, and he dropped... Tens of pounds. So wow. Yeah, he lost he about did. 30 pounds. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Just riding an electric bike. Just doing something that he likes. And, and he's sort of obnoxious. He's got a big speaker mounted on the front, so he's <laughs> he's blasting Journey or... Talking about how he lost cult. weight. And, yeah, you know, but he's, but, but he's blasting the music while he rides. Well, we're talking to the owners of Pedago Electric Bicycles, and uh, that's Pat and Diane. Let's take a break and listen to some more bike music. As we mentioned at the beginning of the show, electric bike sales are skyrocketing past car sales. It's almost like a cartel or something. Speaking of which, there's a song kind of sort of about that. Here's Vibes Cartel, Bicycle Ride. Vikingzilla. Stancy up to the time. Vibes Cartel. Just wine and bend over Giving, giving to the beat of the soca Do it all on tabletop and the sofa Girls from Trinidad, girl from Europa Girl from Jamaica, girl from Toga Bend so low so me can see your shoulder Bumper spin like the wheel of a roller Come your beauty, I'm the beholder Love when you bend and you wine and watch over Rough ride Mighty the bicycle buck off, buck off Mighty the bicycle buck off, buck off Mighty the bicycle buck off, buck off Mighty the bicycle buck Mighty the bicycle buck off, buck off Mighty the bicycle buck off, buck off Mighty the bicycle buck off, buck off Mighty the bicycle buck off Hey girl, bend your back Yeah Double panda 
your top Got everything shot She said she feel hurt Baby girl, just drag out your tongue And wine for the pretty man, cock up your bumper Girl can steal my dress Tell say sex and no girl can test Wine in the sun, wine up on the rain To be a good nice and chin it that nice Girl from South and from Portas Right in the bicycle, buck off, buck off Right in the bicycle, buck off, buck off Right in the bicycle, buck off, buck off Right in the bicycle, buck off We're back with our chat about e-bikes. Pat had to run off to get that tandem ready for his customers to pick up. So we went inside and we talked to his partner, Diane Wozniak. She's taking a bicycle safety class to be able to help her customers. I'm doing that only because I want to be able to give the right information to people when they're riding. I don't expect that I'm going to go out and certify any training people how to ride, but I do want to have the knowledge so that I can help people correctly. Yeah. So um, did you learn something? Um, I learned that there's a lot of brave people in the cities. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I was watching one of the videos about intersecting and, pro- and positioning. And I thought, man. Because they're getting right out in traffic, Because they're right? in cities with like three, four-lane traffic, and they're cutting right across the lanes to get over into the last, you know, the far left lane and in the middle of the lane. And I'm like, they'd kill you. I mean, oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're going to die. No. Yeah. I mean, I've actually ridden like that and not thought much about it. I used to uh, live in San Francisco, so I rode all the time, never thought anything of it. But now I look at it, and, and it's people are a lot different, I think, driving. They're texting, they're, you know, eating, they're not paying attention to what they're doing on the road. So you've got that going against you as a bicyclist as well. I personally take the, um, I believe that I don't trust a driver. I look everywhere. I'm always responsible for my own safety. Speaking of eating and drinking while riding a bike, I... I'm not riding, I'm driving. I'm talking about the drivers. Yeah, the drivers, but I do that while I'm riding my bike Uh often, and it's not very safe even when I'm riding my bike. Uh, It's actually like doubly unsafe, but one time I was down in Washoe Valley riding an electric bike, and uh, I was, I stopped at the um, cannabis shop, and I got a a (laughs) cup of tea, um, and because it was free in there, and so I was riding uh, through Washoe Valley, and it's super windy, and there was a, a couple on a tandem that were really struggling in the wind. And I had my cup of tea, and I was on my electric bike, and, and I just pedaled right past them. them. Oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> but uh, often I will find myself uh, trying to text and ride my bike, and that is oh, not, it's like one-handed thing, you know. I'm, I'm actually used to putting things in my trunk bag, and my helmet has capabilities where I can answer my phone, and it has lights for blinkers and everything so it's like a like a pilot helmet it is it's called a helmet phone actually helmet by phone. laval what so what do you do you push a button on the side and it so, answers no, they what? have so the speakers are above your ears you have a button in the center of the front of your um helmet and then it has like a left and a right arrow here hmm. and it also has something you can put on your handlebars so you can see... You're holding it now. It's yeah. a little like red button circular. Anyway, it does, uh, does blinkers on your helmet, and it has helmets that flash all the time. So you have a left and a right blinker. You have volume for your phone. You have answering your phone. or and if you're, So you use that? I do. Like, and Pat like, and I both have one, and we set up intercom. So even 
when you're riding, you don't you can talk to the other person with your helmet. Yeah. So you don't have to stop and say, "Hey, I want to get lunch, you know, a mile down the road or whatever." You uh-huh. could just or I have to stop for whatever reason. Are you riding a tandem? No. No. Okay. No. So you're on two no, these are two bikes. separate bikes. Yeah. And you know, somebody's way ahead, somebody's, you know, whatever, uh-huh. and it's just nice to be able to communicate without having to go through a lot of, you know, waving down, stopping, whatever. You don't have to do any of that. You just talk. What's so, the range? Oh, I don't know. But we're never that far, too far. You know, he might be down 100 yards or so from me. So I've never really figured out the range. Do you ride electric bikes with him? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I often have to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> that was Diane Wozniak of Pedago Bicycles. Electric bikes are great on many levels, but there are critics out there. When we come back, we're going to talk to a woman who is having some second thoughts about her electric bike. Before we get to that, here's another famous artist who referenced a bike in his song. James Bay, Hold Back the River, has the lyric, Once upon a dear friend life we rode our bikes into the sky. It's interesting how many, I'm not really sure that makes sense, but... It's interesting how many songs use bikes as an analogy for life. At least that's what I imagine where he was going. Here's James Bay, Hold Back the River. Try to keep you close to me But life got in between Try to square, not be That was James Bay, Hold Back the River. 
Let's get back to our interviews about electric bikes. And Melissa Gilbert, she runs Be Friendly Reno, and she feeds farmers. That's what she does. She's a friend of mine, and recently she was gifted an electric bike in exchange for some work. It's a new, gorgeous electric bike, and she loves it. But she also has some serious questions about the batteries on these bikes. She's a bit of a critic. And, and you know that I, you saw the electric bike that I have. It's 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 rad. <laughs> it's it's one of the rad bikes and uh, rad like uh, like R A D cool. A, yeah. Like, right. Uh huh. Okay. I think it's rad electric bikes. Is oh the, that's is, the name of the actual bike. I think I'll, I'll have to check on it and let you know. But that's um, so it's the and it's just a really it's like almost like a little um, like a moped. Like it feels it's a substantial bike and I did fall in love with the. The power, the boost, and uh, was very enthusiastic about it, and was posting on social media about how electric bikes are the future, and that they're going to help us with climate change. And then, the next week, I went to a protest for um, Thacker Pass, and I had this moment of uncertainty about the whole thing. And so, uh, yeah. let's let's back up for just a second. Uh, I think we have to describe what Thacker Pass is. Um, there might be a lot of people who don't know. Yes, well, currently there is a battle going on. Um, the, a lithium company uh, from Canada, I believe, has been given the rights to, um, it was a project that was passed, uh, kind of pushed through at the end of the Trump era. And now with green energy being a hot topic, it's being pretty much, they're, they're fighting it in the courts at this point. But it's there's a combination of things. It's wildlife habitats, so there are things like sage grouse and various in this, um, area. In this area, but the and main thing is is that the indigenous tribes are uh, trying to fight it because it's a site of a battle. So a lot of um, but what's that got to do with bikes and stuff? Well, my bike, my my wonderful electric bike that I love zipping around the town. It's a lithium battery. Ah, okay, so all right. I, and I took it. I and lithium I was, comes out of the ground, doesn't it? And it so does. Thacker Pass is where they're the, going to the, be mining it. So there's they a, want to. They want to, and the, there is a, a pretty, if you go to protectthackerpass.org, you can find out more about it. But basically, um, they're trying to stop it in the courts. And one of the things that they're saying, besides the wildlife habitat that would be protected, besides the, um, the water usage, the mining is going to use a tremendous amount of water that isn't there. And then there's also some concerns about... Um, uh, contamination of the water table because of the mining. So there's a lot of issues that they're fighting it, but the one that kind of was close to my heart was that there were battles that were fought there, and so there are. It's a burial ground. So for the, Native Americans. So the Native tribes are trying to fight it on the basis that this is sacred land and that it should not be disturbed. And they have historic documentation that's basically being ignored. So, and it's it's an interesting topic because you know I'm for one I'm really concerned about you know the climate and trying to do everything we can, which does include you know electric vehicles, and yet there is this cost uh, that we have to consider. So. After I spent about a blissful week of zipping around town on my electric bicycle, I was like trying to figure out if I was hypocritical for, you know, wanting to support my friends who are fighting, you know, the Thacker Pass project and then also really enjoying my electric bicycle. So so I'm still contemplating it, but I, I feel like in my opinion, you have to it's like we have to there's so many solutions and we have to embrace them all. And I like to think, you know, there's a lot of people talking about that you can recycle lithium, but nobody wants to do that because extracting it, the mentality is, is that it's it's more cost effective to extract it. They're and more profitable. Yes. Not and just cost effective, but mm-hmm. people can get rich. Yes. And yeah. so I feel like there's a way in which you know, we have to we have to change our way of thinking about uh, resources and putting people and planet over profit is, you know, that's that's what's going to create, you know, a good earth for future generations, which is one of my passions and thinking about how do we create a sustainable, a sustainable northern Nevada. So these are things that you think about now every time you go to to get on that bike, right? And that's uh, and you're a little bit torn by it. Have you have you come to a conclusion or? Uh, 
what do you do you know well i feel like it's a question that we all face all the questions of like how do we live our life and what do we buy and you know how much plastic do we use and it's really easy to get paralyzed in feeling like nothing is the right answer and I think for me, I've, I've just been having conversations with people about it. I'm continuing to write it and enjoy it. And also, uh, I think we need to, th- you know, as, as, pr- as a progressive person, I want to support the green agenda. But in when you, what is clean energy, you know? And I think the, the lithium battery, it's being used for so many things. It's being used for the satellites out in space. It's being used for, you know vehicles and and i who knows I, what who knows what they're using it for <laughs> but this this mine that is proposed is you know i think i read somewhere that it's gonna it's gonna provide a tremendous amount of lithium and so we're on a once again nevada is a battleground state and you know i i, I don't want to get too deep into conspiracy theory land but I, I from a very young age i've been hearing about amazing uh, scientific inventions that are then buried by corporations you know and so i think energy it's the holy grail in a way because if you can provide free energy then how do how do the corporations profit i think one of the heartbreaking things about nevada and not to talk about gold and mining but it kind of fits in there is a lot of times it's transnational corporations that are profiting from this so, so to answer your question about riding my bicycle and how do I, how do I weigh all these things, you know, it's like I feel like being human on planet Earth right now, it's very, it's very complicated and we have so many choices to make. And to me, getting on a bicycle and getting out of your car, you know, whether it's getting on a bicycle or using your two, you know, just walking, yeah. it's like, so I, I'm still, I'm still going back and forth about whether I just want to get a regular bicycle again or if I'm going to continue this very uh, luxurious ride of the electric bicycle. Melissa Gilbert of Be Friendly was gifted an electric bike. I want to remind you of that. And she has some concerns. And and we're going to jump back into our conversation with her in just a minute. But let's take a break and listen to some more music. Here is world premiere of Hell to the Na 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 with The Bicycle by Bishop Bullwinkle. Hell to the no, hell to the no, hell to the no, 
Bishop Bullwinkle with the world premiere of Hell to the Na 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 with the Bicycle. Uh, he doesn't really sing about bicycles in the song, as you heard, but he has a bicycle with him in the video on, on YouTube. Let's finish up our interview with Melissa Gilbert, who has an electric bike. Nice. <laughs> and so the electric bike, uh, like it's so fast you could like rob a bank and get away. <laughs> <laughs> well, that... especially if you were in traffic. I feel oh. like it would be really good for darting through traffic. Uh-huh. So you've thought this through. <laughs> oh, <Right>? oh. <laughs> I would uh, I would definitely be willing to pull a Robin Hood move on this bicycle. I think it would make a great getaway vehicle. But uh, it is a little, it goes a little fast. And I'm not, I'm not a real daredevil. So I, I have pushed it to its full capacity and then been like, whoa. <laughs> Um, and so since you've been riding it, any anything interesting happen um, to you on it? Not really. I don't have any good stories yet other than um, feeling like I'm getting away with something. There's, there's something about, you know, after riding a bike for so many years, all of a sudden to have a little extra push. It, it allowed me to use it for commuting to my job so I could arrive to my teaching job, like, fresh and not all sweaty. And, you know, there's something really really fun about it uh-huh. so you were able to get to to your teaching job without being super sweaty that yes that was kind of the the like wow this could really change my life because i think one of the things i've it's been on my list for a lot of years is to become a bike commuter that's melissa gilbert of be friendly that wraps up our Bike Life show today. Bike Life is produced by the Truckee Meadows Bicycle Alliance, supported by the Reno Bike Project on Grove Street. Donations to the Truckee Meadows Bicycle Alliance are accepted at bikewasho.org. You can also take the Safe Mobility for All survey there at bikewasho.org. Thanks for riding with me. I'm Kai Plaskon. Remember, give bikes three feet. It's the law. I'm drifting on clouds like I'm dreaming